So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a fantastic day, and I know I sure am. I'm actually recording this just after a week off. My wife and I took one last vacation before our time in Jamaica comes to a close, which is something I might be talking about in future episodes, and we had the most incredible time away. It was just fun to, you know, to unplug a bit. It's been really busy with the book launch. You guys know a philosophy of of mine is to work hard and rest hard. So that means, um, you know, working really hard when you have something like a book launch going on. We work hard to get this podcast out and we have a weekly newsletter. We are, um, yeah, we're always working on something here. And then, of course, we run groups and are regularly onboarding clients into our program. So lots, lots of things that go on here. But even in my weekly practice, like when I'm working, I'm in. And then when I'm off, I am off. You know, I, I don't use my phone for 24 hours uh, a week. Um, usually it's Saturday where I'm not on my phone. I'm not checking messages. I don't check email, none of that kind of stuff. And it really helps. And, you know, that philosophy goes on to a broader scale where, you know, my wife and I are vacationing probably once every couple months, maybe once every two months, something like that. So it's an important part of what we do keeps me fresh, it keeps the marriage healthy, and really it, it allows me to serve you guys better. It means that I'm coming back more refreshed. I'm, um, you know, I have new ideas. I honestly, I had like a month's worth of ideas after this particular vacation, and um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little bit about that in today's episode, and so this is, I know this sounds like I'm just updating and giving my life story here, but this is actually a, a bumper. This is the intro into uh, what we're talking about But I had a friend visit and he is one of my closest friends and one of my longest standing friends. We've been friends since I was 18 or 17 years old. We worked together at Wendy's, if you could believe that. That's how we met. But we connected on many other fronts and facets of life. And he didn't work at Wendy's too much longer. I actually stayed for, I was there for five years altogether. But our friendship has continued. We've been through a lot of ups and downs. And um, he's an amazing, amazing guy. And I, I felt like I was just taking notes the whole week, hanging out with him. He's um, very intelligent, uh, really sharp, and one of those people who I just, I learn from constantly, sometimes by the things he says. You know, he's a great thinker, and he's got a lot of cool insights, but also just the way he conducts himself, the way he views life, and it's really impacted me, and it's influenced some of the stuff I want to talk to you guys about today. So that is, uh, that's sort of where I'm coming from. It's been really cool as well because the book, uh, our book, The Last Relapse, is still ranking on Amazon. We're top 10. In fact, all three versions of it, the Kindle, paperback, and I think it's hard copy or maybe the audiobook, they're all ranking um, in the top 10 in multiple categories. And so it's been amazing just to see the response. And I want to thank all of you who have shown some support, shown some love one way or another. Thanks very much. Today, we're talking about how to handle difficult conversations around politics, pandemics, and everything in between. And it's an interesting time because in most places, I would say the dust is settling on this pandemic thing. Not that 
COVID is gone altogether. But I think two years into this, we just have a better understanding of how to cope. And, you know, I'm sure there's very different opinions about how real COVID is, whether or not the government's under-responded or over-responded and whatever. I'm not really here to provide any commentary on that. But I think we can all agree, like, the, the state of affairs is very different right now than it is it was two years ago. And for the most part, that means um, s- settling for some degree of normalcy. And I think normalcy in that case is, um, is not what life was in 2020, in February 2020, you know, before this all started. What I mean by normalcy is the the absence of all of these restrictions and, you know, the threat to our our health and, and whatever else. It's interesting that as we sort of reach this stage and this phase, we are now faced with another difficulty, and that is uh, the Russia-Ukraine war that is going on. When this airs, this is going to air about a week after we're recording, so so things could, could have changed by now. Um, I'm not sure, but this is being recorded March 1st, and uh, you know, it looks like Putin is on a mission. And I, again, I'm not here to provide any kind of political commentary. There are other places where you can get a lot more, um, I don't know, just a lot more useful insights. That's just not my area of expertise. In fact, I'm actually notorious amongst my friends and family for not really, for kind of being politically illiterate. Um, I don't watch news. I don't really scroll headlines or read headlines. I, I go and check things periodically when I have the impetus for whatever the reason might be, but checking in on the news is just not a part of my practice. And so um, so I learn a lot from my friends who are, you know, a lot more immersed in it and my family members. You know, I have some families who used, uh, members who used to report the news professionally. So it was always very interesting kind of just talking about our philosophies around it. But the, the, real, um, the real focal point of this episode is about how to have these conversations well. And this is where I, I just felt like I got a masterclass from from my friend because we we got on the subject of conspiracy theories, and um, my my wife's family is quite open to conspiracy theories, and my family is not. You know, like it's all kind of a load of baloney. Why would people ever believe that? That's sort of what I grew up in, and. Um, my wife has grown up in the complete opposite, which is like, well, what if this is real? Like, you know, the, and, and just kind of, a, a, I guess, a, um, they're a bit more comfortable exploring some of those alternative explanations. And for me, I, I have just chosen to not really engage in a lot of those conversations. I listen and um, I've, I've kind of just quietly listened, you know, and I, I've shared a little bit of my views and whatever, but sometimes I feel like, you know, a, a little bit apprehensive about it. And I, I was watching my friend as we were, we're in this car ride, you know, it was like a three-hour car ride. We get on the subject of conspiracies and, uh, and it was like, there's, there's no escaping this, right? And, and my friend was right in the thick of it and he handled it so well. And I, I wanted to share just a couple things that I learned from him and things that I've been applying since that have been really helpful. And I want you guys to know that the reason I'm sharing this, this is not just like some self-help episode that's sort of veering off a little bit of sort of our mission. Our goal is to help you live your life with confidence and integrity. And a huge part of that is learning to manage and regulate yourself. And the whole subject of politics is particularly triggering. It's just crazy. Like it it can really get people worked up. And especially when you're confronted with somebody who believes differently than you. And if you're really passionate about the subject, that can be an amazing thing. But if it's not managed well, it can actually do a lot of harm. Not just harm uh, to you individually, 
it can cause strain in relationships and even disconnection. And, you know, I know people who are in spats that have lasted years because they didn't see eye to eye on something. They got into this big disagreement and, you know, neither party refused or neither party was willing to apologize and make it right or, you know, whatever it might be. So here's, here's a few things that I learned. I'm, I'm going to be pretty succinct here. I don't, I don't want to drag this out too long. The first thing is that it's okay to have differences. And this has to be the starting point because if we come into this mentality of you must believe what I believe, we're going to be very ineffective in our conversations. Now, even if it's about something as fundamental as, I don't know, Christianity and faith, like just something where it's like, it's like, yeah, we can accept that people believe other things, but obviously we have a deep conviction about what is true here. We have to, you have to start by just accepting there are other people who have reached conclusions and they have reasons for it. And if you see them as this person disagrees with me, therefore they're a person to correct, they're a person to persuade, um, they're a person to confront, that kind of mentality is going to create a very hostile environment with little to no psychological safety. And what it means is this person who disagrees with you, who's going to feel your, your intentions, they are going to double down on what they believe. Nobody has changed their mind because of somebody's abrasive and brash arguments, no matter how logical or compelling they might be. We have to accept you have a reason for why you got there. I don't see it that way. Tell me more. Starting there goes a really long way, guys. My wife and I don't see eye to eye on everything, even concerning vaccines and the pandemic and some of these conspiracy theories that we had discussed in the car ride. And so you have to under, like for me, I can fall into that place of like, oh, but you're wrong. And here's why you need to believe this. And have you, did you think about that or watch this video? Or I just get into like problem solving correction mode. But we actually have to just start with, we have differences. <clears throat> Let's learn from each other. And here's the thing. I, I say we learn from each other, but the reality is you can't actually control whether or not that person wants to learn from you. You can influence it. And the way you do that is by showing you want to learn from them first. So if you, if you can express a legitimate intent to hear their heart, understand their side of it, then they are much more likely to listen to your side. And in fact, if you get really good at it, really good at listening and asking the right questions, they'll actually ask you for your opinion. They'll actually ask you for your perspective. Crazy how that works. So that's a starting point. Now, the, the second point that I learned, and I already kind of mentioned it, but I'm just going to highlight it now. When, when somebody feels um, strong opposition to their beliefs, for whatever reason, when you put somebody on the defensive, they will double down on their stance, even if they know it is wrong. So really think about that. So let's say, um, let's say like I, I am pro-vax and you're anti-vax, right? And you, you say to me, so I, I know that I'm pro-vax. Maybe the conversations come up. We haven't talked about it yet. I think I might know your stance, but, but we haven't really had a, a formal conversation around it. And I'm, I'm feeling a little bit shy because I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to go here, but you kind of ask and I say, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I am actually pro-vax because, um, you know, I think, I think I've, I've been getting vaccines my whole life and I've never had any issues with them. I realize that they, you know, they rushed the process on this one and there could be some risks from that, 
but I'm confident enough in the process that, that did take place to know that any, any harms or any detrimental effects will be minimal. Okay, let's just say that's my stance. If you, re- if you reply to me, yeah, that's, I, I get that, but, but that's actually totally wrong. Or if you reply, yeah, but that's actually, like, that's actually wrong. You're actually wrong about that because da-da-da-da. As soon as the statement starts with you are da-da-da, like you are missing the point, you are wrong, you are blank, I immediately get defensive. I, we've now lost the opportunity to learn each other's side because now I, I am going into defensive mode. Now, I would like to think I have the maturity to maybe recognize when I go into defensive mode and pull out, but I honestly, I'm still growing in that area. And what happens when somebody goes into defensive mode is they will double down. It's like, okay, this is, this is now adversarial, me versus you. And the problem there is that we don't actually gain an understanding of each other's perspective, which should be the goal of these conversations. So I just think creating that space is really important. A really good response, if somebody shares something that you really, really disagree with and you feel passionate about it and you're kind of triggered and you can like, you're chomping at the bit to just get your response out because you feel so like um, incensed, outraged, excited, whatever it might be about what they've said. A really good thing to do is just to take a breath, relax your shoulders and just take a breath and say these words. Okay, these exact words will work every single time. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, I almost always start, yeah, that makes sense. I can, I can see that perspective because da, 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 da. And if you can show them, hey, I, I get what you're saying. And I, if I'm hearing you right, this is why you're saying what you're saying. Do I have that right? Just make it about them. Clarify that part first. And then you will see the conversation will start to come back towards you and you'll get a chance to share. And that has to be the starting point. Has to. So the two, the two things that we've talked about so far, number one is understand, just accept that people have different views and it's okay. Number two, make sure that your responses evoke safety. Make sure they are bringing safety to the situation. Because if they don't, that person will double down on their response. And even if they are horribly misled or horribly wrong, you have now relinquished all influence to lead them into the truth or lead them down a different path. And the last thing that I have learned this week is that it's okay to say, I don't know. And it, it, it's so simple. And I'm, I've probably done an episode about this before. You know, like this is not novel information. But I think sometimes when when you get into these conversations, especially if you don't do number one and number two, the things we just talked about, you, you feel like you have to have all the answers, be the expert, and you know give all the right guidance and direction. And it's just totally wrong. It's totally, totally wrong. And what happens as a result, if, if, you, um, if you try to talk about something you don't actually know much about, number one, what you share is not gonna be a particular substance. But number two is you're going to actually lose sight of the goal. See, when, when somebody asks you a question, you don't know the answer, or they bring up a subject and you're like, oh, I, uh, well, I, I'm pretty sure, da, 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 and, you, and you're trying to kind of, you know, further your, your response because you obviously don't want to look like a fool and say, I don't know. What you're actually doing is you're now, you've now made the focus about you being right, you proving your point, and you've lost the actual mission here, which was to understand the other side and have a peaceful, safe discussion about the topic. So if you don't know, just say you don't know. 
And I have I felt pigeonholed at times when people ask for my opinion about something that I, one, either don't care about or two, I just don't actually know enough to really have a, an opinion that I'm comfortable sharing publicly. And so I've sometimes just given an answer and I've, in hindsight, I've just realized that was such a mistake. Like I could have just said, you know what? I actually don't know. I, I need to look into that a little bit more. That sounds really interesting. Maybe that's worth looking into. No harm, no foul. The conversation stays safe. And we still can, can stay on our path, which is to create better understanding of one another. So anyway, I just want to share these things. I, I think these are, you know, these are some of the same things that we're going to come to over and over again in different ways, different angles, different flavors. But the goal here, guys, is really just to give you ways to handle your life well, to manage yourself well in these, these conversations, you know, these situations that can be very, I don't know, very triggering, you know, very provocative. And I think if you can learn to handle these things really well, you're just going to navigate life with a lot more success, a lot more peace, a lot more ease. And eventually that is going to, that's going to have a downstream effect and you're going to make better decisions in the area of sexuality and manhood as well. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing day. And if you want more trainings from us, maybe you're specifically struggling with porn and you know that you need a community, you need to get some coaching and some guidance. I want to invite you to join Deep Clean Inner Circle. That is a private community of men just like you around the world pursuing freedom. We're going to start doing some weekly, tra- uh, yeah, weekly trainings there pretty soon. And, uh, and in the meantime, you get a chance to kind of share some resources, get some resources, rather um, build some community with other people and just plug in a little bit. So I'd love to see you there. Uh, the link is in the show notes. It's called Deep Clean Inner Circle. And, uh, and if not that, I hope you have an amazing day, guys. We'll talk to you very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.